You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 90 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week, I am very excited for this week's episode, okay? Um, we have on one of the child performers that is currently on Broadway. Um, very exciting time for me. I always love talking to other child performers and getting their perspectives and just talking and kind of reminiscing on, like, what it was like to be on Broadway as a kid, talking about uh, those experiences and kind of just like soaking it all in. Um, It's such a great time because especially as I get older, it's cool to see like these young kids kind of do something similar to what I did when I was kind of just like, oh, you know, this is life, but not really um, realizing the... um, extraordinary thing that was kind of going on in my life and so I enjoy now talking to kids Uh, I mean I'm still a kid but I still enjoy talking to people that are a bit younger that are child performers that are the age that I was at the time um, and kind of you know offering some guidance and advice and 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 kind of like point things out that uh, is is obviously great for them because it's super relatable as someone who lived through it and um I, I appreciate the feedback and, and you'll kind of see a little bit like that. Um, but it's cool to see like someone going through. I'm at, anyways, anyways, um, exciting episode. We have Devin Trey Campbell, who is currently in MJ the Musical. Um, he was also in Kinky Boots. He has a great new uh, TV series coming out soon. Uh, he is, he's doing a lot of great stuff and uh, I was excited to bring him on talk to him about so many cool things and talk about what it's like to be a child performer. And uh, I think that you're all really going to enjoy this episode. Um, It was a great one. So we'll turn it over to the episode very shortly. Um, But now let's talk about some Broadway news because there's some exciting things happening. So um, first of all, I I don't even know where to begin because there's there's just so much going on. Um, First, I guess we can start out with saying that... um, Funny Girl announced its entire cast, which is, like, awesome. Great stuff. It's got a lot of incredible people. Uh, Congratulations to everyone involved. I know it's a highly anticipated show of uh, the new Broadway season, so just wanted to announce that uh, that happened and uh, wanted to congratulate everyone involved with that. Speaking of casting, they did announce that Alex Brightman will reprise the, his role of Beetlejuice in Beetlejuice, uh, which is exciting because I don't know how that show could have done without him. Um, maybe that's me. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion. Um, I truly don't think that there's anyone better to play this role. It's hard to imagine that anyone could play that role better. Um, it's just an incredibly demanding role, and uh, the way that Alex has been able to navigate it and do it in a way that is healthy and both amazing at the same time is just really incredible. So uh, that's exciting from a casting standpoint. And it seems as though that they will be announcing the full uh, cast of what they're calling the resuming of performances uh, for Beetlejuice. And it's technically not a revival. Um, So it's exciting to see, I guess, the cast moving forward for Beetlejuice I don't even know what I would say um but yes that is happening that is something to look forward to that is coming out today if you're listening to this on Thursday when this episode drops um that's all I have for casting uh West Side Story 
West Side Story came to an agreement with Disney Plus and set a streaming date, which is so exciting because anyone who doesn't want to go to the movie theaters right now, totally understandable. And now you will be able to watch it from the comfort of your home if you have a Disney Plus account. If not, get someone's password. I didn't say that. I, I swear I didn't say that. Um, if you need a password, you know you can find one. Um, anyways, that's happening on March 2nd. So please, please, please keep your eye on that um, because it's definitely something that you won't want to miss. And because it's something that you won't want to miss, you would definitely want to check it out because they have gotten some great press now that the Oscar nominations have come out. Um, super, super excited that, uh, once again, theater is being represented at the Oscars uh, in a... Um, in such a big academy, um, in such a big platform, I guess, in such a big way. Um, that's happening March 27th, the Oscars. So watch West Side Story before then. You have a three-week period. You can watch West Side Story March 2nd. March 27th is when the Oscars is. So uh, congratulations to Ariana DeBose for uh, her nomination as Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Uh, congratulations to Steven Spielberg for Best Director. Congratulations to the creative team for costume designing, sound designing, cinematography, production design. I mean, they won everything. Or they got nominated for everything, I should say. Um, so huge, huge, huge congratulations. Super well-deserved. So very, very happy about that. And that's not all the representation, the, the theater representation that's going to be at the Oscars. Um, Andrew Garfield also received a nomination for Best Actor in a Leading Role and uh, for Tick, Tick, Boom. Sorry about that. And they also received a nomination for a film editing achievement. Um, so that was, that's very exciting. Cyrano was nominated for Best Costume Design, which was a play that was on Broadway um, and then turned into a movie. And then, of course, Encanto. Uh, Encanto was nominated for three awards, including Best Animated Feature Film, Best Score, and Lin-Manuel. Miranda, of course, uh, was nominated for Best Original Song. Great stuff going on there. Uh, hopefully we see some theater people win the Oscar awards. Um, but if not, that's still an incredible achievement and super. it's a step forward for all theater folks. Uh, it's great to see that uh, people are starting to pay attention to those uh, because that's really some... That's some real art that's uh, being put on the screen. So very exciting to, to see all of that music man uh let's talk about it congratulations to music man they will be opening tonight i believe uh february 10th uh they, they will have their opening night and guess how many cast members are making their broadway debut and this is huge by the way uh this is a really big deal um 21 cast members in Music Man will be making their Broadway debut. So congratulations to everyone. Seriously, literally like everyone, including and a special congratulations to the 21 cast members making their Broadway debut. Super, super exciting. Uh, can't wait to see the show. Uh, now we can finally get some press about the show. Uh, as I mentioned last week or a couple weeks ago, uh, that Music Man was not allowing press to come until opening night. Um, my thoughts on that can be heard on another episode. Uh, Jagged Little Pill confirmed that the North American, that there will be a North American tour. So we're not getting rid of Jagged Little Pill altogether, which is great because I think it's a really lovely show. And I think the story is really lovely too. And I think it needs to continue to be told, uh, especially in this day and age. So, um, Jagged Little Pill, although it closed on Broadway, can be seen all around the world. Oh, Assassins will be releasing an off-Broadway cast recording in March, which is very, very exciting. Um, as I mentioned, when I saw Assassins, I absolutely, I, I, I didn't know how to feel. Um, I enjoyed the show because I enjoyed the performances and I enjoyed the songs 
that were performed by this cast in particular. Um, I totally, the, the story went over my head a little bit. Um, just didn't, wasn't my cup of tea, but, um, I am excited for this cast recording because as I said, the performances were incredible and, uh, these, this cast was just, it was ridiculous. This cast, it was a dream cast, like literally like one of those fake ones that you like see on Instagram of like who you wish could like play a role. Like that was this cast and, uh, it definitely deserves to have some type of cast recording or evidence that this actually did happen. Of course, it's going to be like, it has evidence and everything, but having that cast recording is going to be awesome. So very exciting for that. Keep an eye out for what day that comes out. I will obviously keep you all updated. And lastly, Amber Gray will be playing her final performance in Town on February 19th, which is just 10 days away, well, nine days away from when you listen to this. So not this Saturday, but the following Saturday will be her last performance in Town. And I just wanted to say congratulations to you, Amber, on such an incredible run in Town. I absolutely adore your performance. I It was the first time I had seen you on the stage and fell in love with you immediately. Um, she obviously originated the role of Persephone in Hadestown. She is one of the, she is one of the first uh, original cast members that is a principal to leave. Um, the casting for the role of her replacement will be announced shortly. It has not been released yet. Um, but once again, congrats, Amber, on an incredible run and an incredible performance. Um, it's just, she was so good in that. So uh, yeah, that's what's going on. And uh, that's all the news I have for you folks this week. But please stay tuned until after this episode because I have a super important announcement to make on behalf of Take a Bow that uh, is kind of like Take a Bow news. So I'm going to save that for after the episode um, because we just need to get over to Devin and we need to listen to his stories because it's a great episode and I don't want to keep you waiting any longer. So without further ado, let's turn it over to Devin Trey Campbell. Devin Trey Campbell? Curtain up. This week, we have a quadruple threat. We have an actor, a singer, a dancer, and a voice actor who has established themselves in all these realms in the industry, and he's only 13 years old. Um, he, by the way, just recently opened a his second Broadway show as he currently appears in, as young Marlon and understudy little Michael in MJ the Musical. So everyone, welcome to Take a Bow, Devin Trey Campbell. Hello. Hello. Oh my goodness. This is so exciting. First of all, I don't think we've had the opportunity to like catch up and talk since you were in Kinky Boots. Yeah. That is that does that sound about right? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, I think so. It was that was a while ago too. It was like about five years, right? Five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't I can't believe it. And look at you now, still going, still chucking along, doing all the things. Good for you, man. Uh, I do try. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Are you kidding me? This is so cool. So you're you're a pro and we're gonna talk about all the incredible things that you're you've been up to. But as I said, you're literally you you're you've done a wide range of uh things in your career your career at, at 13 years old. Uh, but talk to me about what interested you in um getting into performing and all of all of that. Okay, yeah. Um, so I remember <laughs> my parents, uh, my two very wonderful and supportive parents are, um, they love sports. So yeah. um, they <laughs> were thinking like, okay, we're going to have uh, a child and this child is going to love sports. He's going to be a great athlete. He's going to do everything that we couldn't, right? And then um, I come out and I'm just like, I don't like softball. Right. <laughs> I don't like softball. I don't like karate. I don't like all this stuff. And so they were like, okay, sure. So they take me to go see um, <clears throat> The Lion King. Okay. Oh. On Broadway. Um, I think two and a half, three. What? And um, I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to be on Broadway. And they're of course like, 
okay, sure, child. That's great. Um, but then they actually realized, like, oh my gosh, like, this is, like, actually what he wants to do. So they started putting me in, like, community wow. theater and stuff like that. And then um, I kind of just took off. There you go. And this uh, was that – they put you into dance around, like, three years old? Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I, was, I was a dancer for quite some time. I kind of still am. I, I dabble now, but, you know. Amazing. I, you dabble now. I saw him, Jay. Come on, man. <laughs> that, that, I don't know about dabbling. Uh, that's some intense stuff, but we'll talk about that in a second. But it's so yeah. true. Um, you know, anyone who you see on the stage who is a young performer, it's only because of their supportive parents and uh, kind of taking a, you know, detour a little bit and doing something like this for their kids to so that they can enjoy themselves and have a great time. Um, that's so cool to hear that your parents were able to, you know, support that and support you and what you wanted to do. So are you from this New York area that you were just able to see uh, New York on Broadway or was it kind of like your first time in New York? Uh, yeah, so I'm from the Bronx. I've been, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I still live in the Bronx, but, um, yeah, so we kind of had, we have access to Manhattan pretty easily mm-hmm. you know like with some traffic here and there but like it's not terrible like I'm not from somewhere else like this is where I am you know amazing so, uh, amazing so as you mentioned like you are a, a big dancer and that's like kind of where you got your start um talk to me about did you ever dream of like doing when you get into dancing is it more of just like oh i'm going to be a competitive dancer or is there kind of like the goal is to to dance on broadway or or beyond i think it started out as like um oh yeah i kind of want to be a competitive dancer because when i heard about like dance competitions and stuff like that i was like oh yeah no i totally want to do that like that sounds great and i had done that for like two three years you know mm-hmm. um but then i like started like getting into it more and as I matured I was kind of just like yeah I this is like a way it's not just for like competitiveness it's just like a way for me to like express myself you know yes so um yeah finding that balance of being competitive and also having the chance um for it to be like a creative outlet was great you know so Absolutely. And when you found that kind of way to express yourself and you saw that 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 was what it was doing, do you think that that helped you to like then move to like acting and expressing yourself in that way? Well, I've always been very um, dramatic (laughs) individual. Amazing. (laughs) So um, I think just learning how to like use that in um, like a professional sense right um, helped a lot but certainly when I was dancing I did have a lot of very dramatic facial expressions <laughs> because um which kind of helped a lot in the oh creative process that's so. amazing that, that what a great yeah. answer I mean come on <laughs> um so as I mentioned so you were in Kinky Boots and that was that was your Broadway debut and yeah. you and you were eight in Kinky Boots how old I was you? I was like I was like seven seven and a half oh my god and you're making your broadway debut have you ever worn heels before kinky boots no really i'm gonna say right now i had never worn heels before kinky boots because i don't know why um (laughs) (laughs) i remember i had done the i was about to do the audition i had like rehearsed for the audition and then my mom had the bright idea to be like hey how about you wear my heels into the audition and see how that goes what? so i wore my with my little seven-year-old feet i put on my mom's heels and walked into that audition room and did my material it worked you booked yeah. it <laughs> yeah. that's incredible you walked into the audition in oversized heels yeah. that's the best thing ever so when it came like so you like didn't like practice that that was like kind of like a spontaneous yeah, thing yeah my mom was just like here try these on and i was like what? oh she was like yes those are what you're wearing into the audition i so love it i kind of just threw them on and then went i was like hi and they're like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> well, it checked off one of their boxes. They you they knew you could walk in heels at least. That's great. <laughs> um, so when you get to Kinky Boots and and you are performing in front of 
thousands of people does what comes through your head like do you, do you realize that or was it like when you get a little older you're starting to realize it more or what yeah I think now I'm like really starting to like it's like just now starting to sink in that I was mm. like I like was on Broadway at like seven years old but then <laughs> doing it then I was kind of just like oh yeah I'm <laughs> I'm on a stage and I'm singing so I like I didn't gain consciousness right <laughs> for lack of a better term like you know while I was doing it but now that like I've done all these other things now I'm just like whoa I did that you know right so, yeah it's, it's it's pretty cool <laughs> I love it I love it it's it's so cool I mean I think for any kid to be on Broadway is like it's pretty freaking cool right and and we don't even realize what we're doing we don't realize that it's like a job and we just get to go and play. So are you, when you were doing like Kinky Boots and even even now with like MJ and the TV shows that you do and everything, are you doing online school? Do you go to school? How does school work? Oh, okay. So um, it's a lot easier now than it was when I was doing Kinky Boots because when I was in Kinky Boots, um, the school that I was going to, which was a public school in mm. Bronx was not really suited for children that were in the business gotcha. um, it was kind of just a school that people were just <laughs> like okay let me learn and then leave you know it wasn't right. like let me take my work with me to this job and mm. then you know so it was kind of it was a lot of pressure sort of because you know it was just yeah it was just a lot of pressure because you know it was tricky that, for them to work with. I was it. just a very isolated case. Yeah. Just being like the only kid that had like special, not necessarily special treatment, but like, you know, yeah, special treatment. Right. <laughs> with Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Yeah, so, and now, um, now that I'm, because that was only like an elementary school, right? Now that I'm in middle school, going into high school, I'm in eighth grade. Um, I am in a school for the, um, like the professional. So it's a very, it's a school for children that are in the business. And now, you know, I get my work from the school and we're mostly online, even though I go in person, all of the work is like on a computer, unless I have to print something out. But now I guess I'm more tech savvy. (laughs) Sure. I feel it's a little easier for me. Yeah. yeah, I know. I bet, like, obviously, I was working before the pandemic and everything like that uh, when I was a child actor doing school and, and shows and everything. But I feel like now with the whole pandemic and learning how to do this online school as more of a, you know, kind of the, the norm, I guess, um, I, I'm sure it's progressed drastically. And I'm sure that it's able to to be better suited for cases like us you know who are who are doing double duty it's like doing a job and doing school oh yeah no let me tell you I I before the pandemic hit I was like really really struggling with typing oh really? (laughs) just like the thought of like thinking about something and then having to like find the key like I would look (laughs) down at the keyboard as I was writing but now it's just like you know second nature Two years of just doing that it's just like crazy how like from one extreme to the next I'm like I went from like having to individually type the keys with one finger to like literally like speed writing five paragraph essays without even looking at the keyboard oh I love it 
I love it. And you're in eighth grade. You're about to go in high school. So you're managing this whole high school application while being on Broadway. Is this is this kind of like the stage you're in? Yeah, I um. So now I'm I'm preparing for high school auditions. Oh my gosh, um, that's that's starting to come up. So I have a bunch of different schools that I have like in my mind that I kind of want to audition for, but um, it, they're like kind of like self tape auditions that I have to do. So sure. I literally, I had a two show day um, on literally yesterday on Saturday and um, I was doing the two show day. Right. And then my mm-hmm. mom texted me and she was like, okay, this is where you need to go. You have a voice lesson to work on your high school. Auditions. So I have to now, I guess as soon as I turned 13, right. I mm-hmm. was so like non-independent right mm-hmm. <laughs> and um as soon as i turned 13 i just got all of these responsibilities and i'm like whoa yep. <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm like walking to voice lessons by myself and like taking public transit to work and it's wow. now it's uh it's very different <laughs> that's awesome hold on to it as long as you can okay. it's a good time i remember trying to brush it away a little bit but i wish i would have held on to it a little bit more it's fun time it's a fun time but um so as i mentioned so you're in kinky boots and now you're in uh michael J- m day the musical um talk to me because kinky boots you you came in a little bit later on in the run but this year you're you're originating it you know you're this is you um talk to me about opening night and like just experiencing like a broadway opening night as one of the cast members okay so well the first thing that i had like found like i hadn't even like comprehended the fact that i was in the original cast of like a new broadway show that was coming to broadway (laughs) right (laughs) when i had done yeah when i had done kinky boots like you said like i joined after they had won like tony's you know right. so i was kind of like i wasn't there for that you know i wasn't there for the process you know so that was a like very informative to me sure to see, like the rehearsal process and like having to do tons of script changes every single day <laughs> <laughs> because of like new line changes and new stage directions that were added last minute and oh yeah like like now the payoff of it being like February 1st, like that payoff was amazing. Like everybody mm-hmm. loved it. Like, because when we had the opening preview, we had the invited dress rehearsal before the opening preview. And um, uh, our director, Chris Wielden, had um, like informed us. He was like, okay, so remember that the invited dress was your family members. <laughs> right. And that was basically like, a test run and they were supposed to laugh at all the jokes because right. they're family members um must know that this is the general public so if they don't laugh at your jokes it's not because they're not funny it's just because they're just not your family members right <laughs> so uh, that was really a hard that was really hard because i was like oh no <laughs> that's a possibility you know because like i had done theater at so young and like kind of the excuse of like not being funny it was like oh he's little you know yeah like older and there's like a possibility that people would just not laugh at my jokes so right you know but that payoff on february 1st where everybody like um one of the numbers i think one of our big numbers is um you've seen the show want to be starting something yes um (laughs) so good i'm in the dressing room during that and they turn off the mics for the applause. So the longer the mics are turned off, the longer the applause is. Mm-hmm. So that night of opening, we were listening to the PA system and there's like about like a two minute oh interval of silence because everybody loves wannabe. And, <laughs> you know, it was it was crazy. Like the realization that like people like this show, like there's people oh. in the show, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's so cool. It's so true. Like, you you don't realize what it's like to come into a show that's already has all of those jokes in place. It's got them perfected and down pat. And then you're just yeah. like, I'm going to this new show. And I'm like, now what do I do? Like, I have to figure this out myself, you know? There were hardly ever any, like, from what, what I remember doing Kinky Moves, there were hardly any mishaps. Right. Some, some of the people that were there 
from the like first labs and previews and like yeah I forgot where it was I think maybe Chicago were literally like still doing the show on Broadway and had like perfected their track with mm-hmm. this show like there were some major like <laughs> there were some major mishaps yeah um, I, I imagine I mean the show is very technical with all the lighting all the costumes and it's just all the dancing all the dancing is insane um I, I'm sure that, that that's gonna happen and I'm sure it's gonna take a minute for for everyone to get into the swing of things Oh yeah, because I had um like, like basically like fresh off of Kinky Boots. Yeah. Um, still like kind of recovering from Kinky Boots and doing all that stuff. Um, coming to this show, I was like, yeah, these these guys are these guys are great, <laughs> you know. And then realizing that it was a brand new show and that totally. mishaps were bound to happen, you know, it was still very surprising seeing them happen. I was like, wait, this could happen. This is yeah. Bad you know <laughs> especially too because like kinky boots and mj are very similar in that they are both heavily featuring the ensemble you know oh, it's yeah. a big ensemble piece and uh i think that's that's so cool especially like with all of the stages of michael jackson especially you and playing little mar uh young marlin right or is it yeah. little marlin we're like interchangeable but it's, there's, okay yeah it's yeah it's young marlin little marlin and then there's Technically, it's like the same thing. It's like, there's, okay. There's Team Marlin. That's like the older one. So. Right, right, right. So that's that. That's so fun to to just see that kind of growth um, on the stage in front of you of of the Jackson Five as a whole. Um, so talk to me because this is like different. You you obviously originated this role and you're on Broadway and you're figuring this out, but this is also like based on a real person. So like. You were obviously born in 2008 and Michael Jackson passed away in 2009. Like what role, like what did you do to like prepare for, for studying Marlon and Michael? Well, um, the original audition that I had done was for little Michael. Okay. Oh, okay. So they wanted um, somebody who could do little Michael, you know, mm-hmm. but also be able to do little Marlon if they found somebody who could play little Michael because the roles are interchangeable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, since I am a pubescent <laughs> growing child, sure, um, I am pretty tall for my age. Yes, <laughs> you know. So um, when I auditioned, they said, you know, he's great, but he's massive. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, we're gonna give him Little Marlin. But to prepare for the role, to prepare for the role of Little Michael, I had watched um, their performances as per my voice teacher's request mm-hmm. um, just to find the certain like, you know, dynamics that his voice had. Sure. You know? And I also ended up watching the, um, <laughs> the original Michael Jackson cartoon, like the Jackson. Oh cartoon. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that I had just stumbled upon randomly and I was like, what is this? And it was actually like an actual like real cartoon. So <laughs> I had seen, you know, how they acted Sure. when put in a situation where you know they were given a script and stuff like that I mean it it was good (laughs) that's awesome that's so Um, cool I didn't even know that that was out there yeah um but certainly like yeah you know just preparing for the role and looking at all the performances and seeing how happy they are even though the pressure of their father waiting in the wings is absolutely terrifying is you know that was what made them fearless you know powerful iconic you know and um just that stone face Mm. not really but like yeah just that stone face personality that they all had to prepare for what happened off stage sure behind (laughs) the scenes it it was very it's a it's a cool thing to master you know yeah well I think you guys have done a brilliant job with it I mean truly I feel like everyone has their own dynamic and story and it's not so featured on little Michael you know mm-hmm. it's it's got all of you involved and I think that that's really cool as I mentioned before it's such an ensemble piece and I love that about the show it gives everybody an arc and everybody a a moment to shine you know truly yeah. um but that's so cool I thank god for the internet right <laughs> if, if it wasn't for the internet we we would not be able to to research a lot of things and we would miss out on a lot of oh, our yeah. history you know um 
but anyways like understudying little michael how does that work like with rehearsals like obviously during previews you had to focus on marlon right yeah um yeah certainly but like it it was a lot of um because i'm constantly around little michael you know because like when the jackson five is around when when michael is around like young michael the jackson five is there you know right so i kind of like from repetition of like the scenes and stuff i kind of got down his lines since i you know have less lines than him you know i have Mm -hmm. you know honed in on all these little things that michael had done the performing michael that they had done and just Mm -hmm. kind of took that in and took all the notes that they had and kind of just you know when the time was right just um focused on each character wow that's pretty professional of you (laughs) seriously i mean you're doing like two and one at rehearsals and like no one's telling you to do that interesting yeah good on you that's incredible you're see that you're a true pro i already yeah (laughs) come on that's awesome um well that's that's awesome i i love that michael jackson is this show is awesome i literally i went to see it and i i didn't want to stay seated you know like i just wanted to like get up and dance and i just wanted to like sing along it's so the just the the vibe in the room is just so so special and i had something like i've really never experienced before at a theater but now that i think about it 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 is very similar to like a kinky boots kind of thing where it feels like that concert and it's that show and it's just that that wonderful sense of like community in some sort of way that the audience has with this, with this show that we're all seeing. It's, it's brilliant. And I'm glad that you're, you've been able to be a part of such two wonderful shows. I mean, seriously, it's so cool. Yeah. We've had um, like, cause I'm, I'm doing all the, those eight shows. So I get to see all of the different um, audiences that we get that I sure see when I was doing Kinky Boots because it was kind of just like a on-off kind of thing mm-hmm. you know so on the nights that we got like there were like two types of audiences that we would get like so for the um for the opening preview and also for opening opening night you know we had um a really good like concert audience <laughs> that uh. was kind of there um just to like kind of listen to Michael Jackson's music and you know get to get to know more about him and um would scream at the mere introduction of a song (laughs) sure so um we had a lot of those um the opening previews and stuff like that um and we also had like those broadway audiences that would like follow the story and look inside of his head and you know kind of just you know be a broadway audience (laughs) right um it wasn't like you know seeing a michael jackson concert it was kind of just like seeing you know his story, you know, it was like a, it was like a biography of Michael Jackson, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just seeing all of those like people, like the duality between the two, I was like, ha, <laughs> you know, you never really noticed that when you like kind of did like an on and off kind of thing, but seeing like every single different audience and the kind of, um, you know, take they took on the story, it was kind of nice, you know? Yeah. You know, I actually talked to Antoine about this too. Um, And I I was curious to say, to ask, you know, like that concert audience that kind of has the urge to sing along or maybe get up and dance, like, does that ever like distract you guys or are you guys totally cool with it? Honestly, I think it hypes us up even more. (laughs) I love that. He said the same thing. When we have that um, concert audience, even like during the opening number, when he first enters and the music just starts to swell you know mm-hmm. um after that number's done everybody's like okay yeah <laughs> we could do yeah. this you know even on those days that we're kind of just like we've been doing eight shows a week right oh gosh, you know and then we finally hear that audience and we're like whoa <laughs> you know some people try to like clap along sometimes oh. it works <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> but uh yeah it that it's it just electrifies us even more to just keep working and keep on pushing you know oh i love that that's so cool so i want to talk to you about miles frost and tavon old sample i mean what they're doing on a nightly basis is just unbelievable what kind of things can you like even anyone in the cast i mean we don't have to limit it to them but i'm just saying i was blown away by their work but i'm curious like 
what are you able to do as a young performer to like, you know, kind of look up to them and watch them and try to pick things up from them? Yeah, um, totally. Just seeing they're like, they're so humble and like so kind, you know? Mm. Um, like even like if we have, if we all have, like, you know, we all have off days, you know? Totally. Um, but like even if they have off days, which it never looks like they do, honestly, on stage. Um, but, you know, they're always at 100%. They're always super nice, you know, no matter like what had happened before they stepped into the building, you know? Sure. Um, like everybody's demeanor is just always up all the time so um that really just helps us perform even better and just you know really thrive in that environment that's awesome and now like what about from like a character perspective like kind of like using their little movements or something that you could pick up but if you go on for little michael do you see that too yeah i i really do see that with um with um our two um mjs mm-hmm. with miles you know um they really do have something to play off of when you know they're performing because he's so great you know emotionally and with his singing that you know it just it gives you a really good place to bounce off of and you can even tell off stage that everybody's having a great time and everybody is just you know performing you know yeah it's incredible, like, how many Broadway debuts are, are in this show. Like, the fact that it's Miles and, and Tavon's uh, Broadway debut is just, like, mind-blowing. It seems like they've been around the block for years, you know, just to the way that they carry themselves and are able to be so comfortable on that stage. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're really, they're really amazing. I totally look up to them. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's awesome. So there that's broadway right that you you you're covered broadway right and now you you're gonna cover this whole like voiceover world that you played barry and eureka on disney jr that that is so cool first of all lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, but I want to know, like, you know, voice acting is, is is its own entity in in this entertainment business like it's so different from anything else like talk to me about like acting with your voice compared to like regular acting in theater or on camera or whatever yeah uh you know it's just it's it's super duper crazy because you know if we had like we have like you know tv acting where you know we see people's faces and stuff like and we see like their demeanor change and you know their as well as their voice but um you know you also have voice acting which is literally just your voice because you know sometimes in like we have like video games and stuff like that they do like mocap or they have you know some kind of thing to bounce off of um this I don't have any like <laughs> you know I don't have anything to bounce off of for for this right no you know so just kind of finding the balance and literally just like reading the script and having, you know, the creative team with me on Zoom is very helpful <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because, you know, um, sometimes I would probably do something because this is like, it's, it's, it's Disney Junior, you know? So it's, yeah. like, it's a little more um, innocent <laughs> than, sure. you know, like an ABC or um, even, even a Broadway show, you know? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, sometimes um, just like that little redirection. It's like, remember, it's Disney Junior, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's always helpful, you know. 
totally do is there like I don't know, like, do you ever find, like, the difficulty in, like, oh, you know, I have to smile extra hard when I say this so that it cl- comes off in my voice that I'm happy or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> um, because when I, um, when I was doing, like, uh, single parents and stuff like that, like, you mm-hmm. could kind of, kind of tell where the story was, like, going with, like, the facial expressions and even just the script, right. you know, um, with this stuff, it's, like, you know, you really have to, it's not even that you have to push it, but you kind of just have to, like, tell the animators and, like, the creative team, like, I am happy, <laughs> you know? Right. This is supposed to be happy, or this is supposed to be sad, or I'm supposed to be annoyed or angry, you know? It's just a lot of, it's very interesting, and it's also really, really fun. I'm so excited for people to see this. Yeah, it's really fun. And and the thing is, too, is, like, it's cool from, like, even an actor standpoint, but also, like, the creative team, because they ask you for like did they ask you to say the line three times and then they're gonna pick or maybe you had to do it three more times like is that like weird like with no one repeating to you and you're just saying three lines in a row oh yeah I remember yeah it's weird right there was one like isolated like case where um I there was like a really like back and forth kind of scene Mm -hmm. and I had you know one of the um higher ups and <laughs> go back and forth with me um oh cool but, um yeah there's hardly any um anything to bounce off of <laughs> yeah well um you're kind of just going off of like the stage direction and also like you know the line prior so right you know just like saying the same word over and over again it's kind of just like yeah just repeating the same word over and over again and then it starts to like lose meaning and you're like wait why did yes. you like that you know well, I was I went through that a lot <laughs> doing this show it's kind of just like Absolutely. talk talk <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. it's all about like the tone shifts I feel it's more like how do I do this differently oh I guess yeah. I can emphasize this word on this turn like I don't know like yeah, or maybe some, I go up there was some like one word lines or like maybe like one sentence lines that I would have that like really threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah. Right? How do I say this in more than one like tone of voice, you know, cause I could do like a sarcastic or I could do like a, you know, or a genuine, you know, cause sure. you kind of find which one fits with the theme of the scene and also the network and, you know, absolutely it's such a cool voiceover work always fascinates me and just such a cool like place to be in and put yourself in for like a couple of days it's just like wow it's awesome um it's truly unlike any other part of the industry which is why I was like you know quadruple threat that's a that's its own little you know I don't know I guess like it's it's its own little like thing in the industry that it's just like another talent that you like have to add to your bag of tricks you know yeah I think it's like an extra thing that I have not met anybody on the show yes I I, you know um like those you know those like publicity articles had like release you know that was when I found out who was in the show (laughs) (laughs) That's I, awesome. I had no idea who was in the show, you know, until I read that article and I was like, what? No way. Like, you're lying, you know? And then it was like, I didn't even know, you know, the, the kind of show that I was doing, you know? Right. I hadn't seen any like character designs other than myself. And that was like a very early design when I was like learning the material for the audition, you know? Sure. So just that, you know? Was so when does this come else. out? Okay. <laughs> so um I'm like not entirely sure, but I'm very like ninety-nine percent sure that it is coming out um this March. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah. So everyone watch out on Disney Junior, okay? You're yeah, gonna see Devin. Well not see yeah. Devin, but you'll hear him. Yeah, you'll hear me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um yeah okay so I think um I spoke with um the higher-ups and they were like okay so it's gonna it's most likely gonna come out in March and then I think a couple weeks after we're gonna be on Disney plus so oh awesome (laughs) yes absolutely we will absolutely support that just the thought of being on Disney plus you know that's uh yeah 
that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. That's huge. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited to to look for your voice there or hear your voice. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm supposed to say. I love it. So then you also mentioned that you you know you were in, you were Rory in Single Parents in ABC, oh, yes. which is the set life. Talk to me. This is a whole nother thing too. Completely different to act into theater and stuff. Because um, when I had heard that I was doing a TV show, well, first of all, I was over the moon, right? Yeah. I had never um, been to that side of the U.S. before, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, I, so it was just like being over there and just seeing all these different people and like meeting different kinds of like actors and just being in that space with you know everybody that was in the show was very very crazy you know because mm-hmm. I had just come off of Kinky Boots where everything was kind of just like already rehearsed and stuff like that people would just go out on a whim and just try stuff on single parents and that made for a very fun wild card atmosphere that was just insane well, in a way, like you have to with with film because like it's very difficult to just do the same thing over and over again as they get uh, different cam- camera angles or whatever it is that they have to get. You're, it's a lot more like of waiting than you are like, you know, performing and doing your doing your thing. Um, so to just keep it fresh and everything. You got to be bold and, and while also trying to be like true, you know. Um, but that's, that's fascinating to hear. So is this your first like TV experience, like show that you did? Yeah, it was, uh, it was my first, it was my first TV show, you know? (laughs) Um, I, it was, it was was crazy, you know, just seeing myself on TV, having like lines, you know, doing the thing that I love and people actually seeing it. And just like, it's like, it it was like internet. It was like, like, (laughs) i was i was pretty i was speechless you know seeing myself at that premiere party so so do you so do you like do you like that do you like watching yourself or is it kind of like oh like i don't know if i can watch myself well watching myself now (laughs) fair um, doing the stuff i was doing back then it's hard because i was like i made those choices and that's very interesting. And, you know, just like crit- like critiquing myself on those scenes. Like, I could have done that better. I would have done that if I was doing that line again. Just like, yeah. <laughs> so seeing myself now is like super awkward. I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah. That was the choice that I made, huh? You know? Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. I completely understand what you're trying to say here. I love that. Um, so like I said, like set life, talk to me about set life. What do you, I mean, I don't know, like, it's just such a different thing. You have to come bef- like two hours before you go on camera to, to do hair and makeup, which is like, you get to a Broadway theater, like 15, 30 minutes before a show and you're good, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, just talk to me about like the differences and even like, you can even touch on like the different acting that we kind of talked about with voice acting in theater with like, on camera work, I feel like there's a bit of a difference uh, to theater as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, set life was a dream. Yeah, <laughs> just like coming in every day and you know being around these loving people and you know just getting to interact and play off of all of these different types of actors were just it was just so much fun. You know, mm. um, I had a lot of I had a really hard time. Um, like when we would do have hiatuses in between seasons or like do like a Christmas break. Um, uh, I, I did, um, I would do some community theater in between that, just like keep the creative juices flowing. You know, it was sure. very hard for me to like cheat out. Mm. <laughs> it was really hard for me to cheat out and also be um, a lot less subtle with my acting choices because right. There, there's a lot of like zoom in angles and uh, like a lot of different angles on TV, you know. But when you're doing a like a, a th- like a theater show or like some kind of show where people are like watching you live, 
there are people like in the nosebleeds that like can't right. acting choices, you know? So um, having that um, factor coming back to it was very hard, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, the, it's very true. I mean, I feel like it's more of like a, an everyday kind of thing uh, on TV and film and then theater, you have to be a little bit of more of a showman, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that a little flashier, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it's to- you're totally right. And I think going back to like, the whole voiceover, how you like, didn't even meet anybody on the show. And like, I feel like, the TV and film and, uh, and on camera work is kind of like that me- middle ground from like voiceover and theater because theater you meet everybody and you're going to work with them every night and then like TV and film uh, you kind of meet some of them most of them definitely the people that you'll be with every day and then it's like I don't really know the rest of you and like so it's like it's interesting the three stages of the industry that that you've accomplished um and how they they all differ so it's a very good point and I was just thinking about that and I was like yeah I totally see that yeah I think um during tv especially with like that show like single parents it was very very like you know important to get to know your cast members and also, it's very sure. important to know them so that you can play off of them and also, like, interact with them in public and also, like, have good chemistry during interviews and also just, like, during regular scenes, you know? So just having that, like, interaction feature was very, it was, it was, a, it was, it was great, you know, doing that show with, you know, those people. Yeah, because you have to have some personal connection in order to, you know, act with them and and do a and do a scene with them as two different other people. You know, like yeah. it's it's fascinating what our our lives is like. Literally, it's just like very very bizarre what, what what we've chosen to do and with our life. But it's so fun, and like I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, well, Devin, I mean, you've hit everything like that I wanted to talk about and everything that uh, you know your career in different stages of the industry so I I just do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about before we head off uh I think we pretty much touched on everything um but definitely um go check out Eureka that is coming out of you know um come see MJ the musical we're on uh well the schedule's kind of crazy right now but uh, a little um, bit <laughs> your tickets um when it's you know convenient to you um but yeah it just it's very fun just to be in this business you know it's it's been a very crazy very crazy ride but i absolutely like you said i wouldn't change it for the world you know yeah and, and go get your tickets to mj while you can get them for two for one broadway which is that week uh, that promotional thing is still going on so do that while you can take advantage of the deal and Devin, can you drop your instagram or social media a- anything handle so that they can follow along in all of the incredible adventures that you do next yes uh i'm on instagram mainly at um Devin trey zero eight um, I'm also on TikTok <laughs> at yeah. um, DevinTheWeirdo.com. <laughs> yes. I'm changing it, but you know, <laughs> right now. Wait, wait. I just got to talk to you real quick. But your opening night TikTok of you and your opening, transitioning <laughs> to your opening night suit. That was one of the greatest oh, videos yeah. I had ever seen. That oh, was no. so funny. Everyone, oh, you God. all need to check out. Devin's TikTok yeah. and his Instagram. I'm on TikTok. It's great stuff. DevinTheWeirdo.com. I I'm not very good at doing a TikTok, but you know, go and follow me. <laughs> hey, it is quality entertainment if you ask me. Seriously. Don't set you're selling yourself short here. It's awesome. Um well Devin, seriously, thank you so much. I love hearing kids' perspectives on the industry as a fellow child actor myself and and just kind of seeing how it's just relatable and how you know what what we do is just it's just not talked about and I don't think people realize you know we still have to go to school and do this and like all these insane (laughs) things it's a crazy life but uh but it is still fun for sure but it's just a lot of work so 
thank you for coming on and talking about it and shedding a light. And uh, I know a lot of people listening are, are going to really enjoy this episode and become huge fans of you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Of you course, of course. <laughs> thank you. Take a bow, Devin Trey Campbell. Oh my gosh. So, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. I absolutely enjoyed hearing his stories. I love the fact that he was able to talk about all these incredible things going on right now in his career that uh, not many people know about right now. Obviously, MJ is still in the very new stages of, of its run on Broadway. Uh, Eureka, who which which is his show that's about to come out on Disney+. Plus. Um, obviously, no one's seen that yet because it's not out. But I was just really excited to, to talk to him about all these things and kind of promote all of that stuff. And it's great. Uh, it's great stuff to keep your eye out for. Uh, great kid. I really enjoyed talking to him. And he's doing so many great things. So um, I loved his story about it, going into the Kiki Boots audition, never wearing heels before. And his mom was just like, you know, maybe you should walk in in these. I, I thought it was perfect. Um, but there were so many great stories in that. So thank you, Devin, for sharing all of those wonderful stories. And uh, I know the audience, I know you listeners had to enjoy it. So um, I appreciate that. And I hope you enjoyed it. Um, now, I mentioned earlier in the episode, before we brought Devin in, um, that Take a Bow has a bit of announcement. And I can't make the formal announcement this week, but I did want to create awareness around it. So Take A Bow is doing something very exciting that has never been done on Take A Bow before or with Take A Bow or anything like that. Um, but I want to plant a little seed in your head to keep your mark your calendars down and uh, keep your April fairly open. Um, next week, I'm going to be announcing what it is and what the date is um, and what's happening. Um, it may be a guest. It may be something else. Whatever it may be, you're going to want to hear about it. Um, it's very exciting. It's going to be, um, I, I think it's going to be the best thing that Take a Bow has done in its run. Uh, I'm very excited to announce it. Just something hap something's happening in April. So um, stay tuned. Mark your calendars that something happening for Take a Bow is happening in April. Um, because you're going to want to, you're going to want to keep it free and you're going to want to, you're going to want to mark it down and make sure that you don't miss it. So it's great stuff. I'm very excited for it. And, uh, that's all I'm going to say now. It's just a little teaser. I'm sorry if I drive you crazy until next Thursday, but I promise you it's going to be worth it because I promise you I am announcing it next Thursday. Uh, I'm going to get the clear. Um, so stay tuned but keep your eye out uh on our socials on the next week's episode whatever it is um thank you for your patience i appreciate it um anyway that's all i have for you folks this week it's i'm gonna keep it as a shorter episode lots going on um but i appreciate you folks listening i appreciate all of the love and support as always, like I mentioned earlier, like literally just a few seconds ago, check us out on social at Take About Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram and TikTok mainly. Um, as always, you can check out our Patreon to the Patreon already know they're getting the announcement today. Um, so just a thought, if you want to know, maybe if you join our Patreon community, you will already know um, they're getting that. And uh, yeah. Just stay tuned because uh, none of this would be possible without all of you folks listening and supporting, and I appreciate it. So thank you again, and I hope and, like, honestly, like, you need to be here next week. So um, until then, bye, everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's Curtain Call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Brittany Bigelow, Katie Rosen, Alan Seals, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow is Tessie Tokash, who edits the audio and all the visuals for this podcast. A special thanks to patrons Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners at PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash TAB.
And if you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe on the platform that you're currently listening to this on. Also, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at TakeAboutPodcast. TakeAbout's logo is designed by Giselle Bustos, and the music is by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon. Bye, everyone. Hope to see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.